Oh, don't put that in there. It's not funny, worth, not worth funny. it. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm on, I had string cheese, dude. I'm on the ball. Woo! You had string cheese? Yeah. It was delicious. Still taste it. Welcome to Adult Harder, the show where we teach you how to adult, but like, you know, better. I would say, God, just oh, so friggin' so much, much better. better. It's just the best. It is. I'm Clayton Smith. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Smith. And we are related. We are occasionally brothers, occasionally sisters from another mister, etc. Is that right? I don't know. Isn't that a thing we do? I don't know. I assume that somewhere back there we must be related because we are both named Smith. That's true. And you don't, that doesn't happen by accident. No. Because science says it doesn't. I saw that on the internet and it is confirmed. That's right. Somewhere back in, way back in history, there was a person and he was the first Smith and he had all the other Smiths and now we're all, there's Smiths everywhere. Smith, Smith ever. It was Smith Island. Probably Just go an island back. of Smiths. Island of Smith. You gotta probably go way back to find mm. all the Smiths. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like back to like the first, the first man. Adam. Adam was a Smith. Yeah. He was Adam Smith. Yeah. And he got kicked out of the garden. Yeah. And then he became an economist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he invented the invisible hand. And uh, then he was our grandfather. Uh, there it are. is. All right. And hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. That's the history of us. <laughs> you are so privileged to be listening to us right now. <laughs> Welcome to Adult Harder. Um, so, Ryan. Yeah. Very excited about today. I am. I got to tell you, I'm and I don't get very excited for the show because uh-huh. it's a, the, your show. Sure. Um, but uh, I am at least moderately excited today. This is, without a doubt, mm-hmm. the most adultish topic that we've ever even tried to tackle. Oh, I'm not excited at all about the topic. Oh. I am most excited about our guest. Oh, we do have a really <laughs> good guest today. Today, coming on uh, to talk about our topic is uh, Travis McElroy. From what I understand, he also hosts a pretty good show. He hosts <laughs> one or two or 79 pretty good shows. <laughs> One of our favorite podcast hosts of, uh, of all time, Travis mm. McElroy, is going to join us, and he's going to talk to us about uh, what it takes to be a parent. That's great, because I got to tell you, two people, we do, could not know less about this topic. Oh, you and me? Oh, yeah. You are just assuming that because we don't have children. Oh. But mm. there's a real strong possibility here that we are just naturals. That's true. Yeah. I feel kind of natural right now. About yeah, you seem very topic. paternal yeah. all the time. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. I take care of a cat. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's okay. alive. That's a start. I've had a turtle for 11 years. That's very true. That's impressive. Couldn't kill that thing if you tried. I have tried so many times. <laughs> so, he's the very, best. He's, he's the best. He's fine. Mm. Uh, so I take that to mean you, you do not have any children. I have zero children. Total zero. Total of none. Yeah. What about you? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> also, none children. Oh, wow. You ever think about having kids? Uh, no. Um, ever? No? No. Well, all right. So here's what I'll say. Uh, I I always sort of assumed growing up that I would have kids, right? It just seemed like the thing that people do, right? But I also assumed at some point I would be married. And I also assumed at some point that I might own a home and all kinds of things. How's that, that life plan working out not, for you? None of that is happening. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, is it never was a life plan. It was just something that I assumed would, would occur. And you've just been sitting there waiting for it to happen ever since. And I just, as time has gone on, I thought to myself, you know, uh, I'm not sure that I care. A wife has not bestowed herself upon you. A <laughs> house has not landed in your lap. I'm just waiting. So. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, you know, look. 
<laughs> so would you I say, don't like to put in a lot of effort, so <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Would you say that you are uh, actively interested in the idea of someday having children, or is no. it still something you no you, no? So you've, you've said you've said no more. I'm, I'm over it. I mean, here's how I would describe this. Right. Uh, I would say um, I'm not opposed to the idea of having children um, if the situation happened to. <laughs> occur <laughs> present itself yeah with uh, little to no effort on your part yeah um but it's not something that i'm like oh you know my life just won't be complete if i don't do this like i just i've never had that that feeling okay well, i think that's that's fair yeah uh it's interesting because i think you know when you become an adult and you're in the adulthood range of life uh it's a weird thing like it's a weird transition that you that some people make to uh, you know i'm ready to be a father or mother apparently yeah. you know i'm ready to do that. um and i think i'm ready to tell you ryan smith oh boy announce to the whole world here it is took me about 34 years to get there oh jesus but guess what i don't know gramps what i'm gonna have a baby <laughs> Maybe some, maybe someday, maybe someday is the end of that. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, surprise! Oh wow, this is brand new. No, but uh, I think that uh, okay. you know, Aaron and I are uh, we're getting married soon, and yeah. we talk about it a lot. And like you know, with I feel that's I feel like it's a very natural next step. And I wasn't sure, sure before if I wanted really kids or not. Guess what? Now I'm on board. I'm on board the kid train. All right. But not in a weird way. Well, that's fair. Yeah, because you like, don't. Wanna... I would not fit on a children's train because yeah. I am quite large. Yeah. But I, uh, I think I. But I. So I think I. I. Th- I'm. I'm. I'm all in. Right. I'm ready to do this. We're gonna. That's the plan. Uh, and I want that to be the, the the case. Yeah. Also, though. Yeah. Terrifying. Oh yeah. I don't think I'll be a good parent. Well, now see. All right. Here's what I'll say. Um. I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Do you know how much responsibility it takes to have a child? I mean, I imagine it's it's a bit. Um, it's hard to be an <laughs> uncle. I see those kids three times a year, and right. it is so much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think, I, but it's not so much that you, I think you would be bad at it. I think that it just would be a complete change of lifestyle. Oh, um, that's in definitely true. every possible yeah. way. Um, you would have no money ever again uh-huh. in life. It just goes. It's yeah. over. It's over I mean, forever. That's, I mean, it's already not great, and it's going to get much worse. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the salad days, friend, because now you're on the, what's that? I don't know. And not the, and the empty plate days. Yeah. yeah. You're just eating, just, just eating cans of beans and whatever and, baby uh, food dregs are left over yeah. in that little jar. Cause you don't have time to make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, congratulations, question mark. Sure. Maybe question mark. I don't know. I do. I, it's, it's such a, it's a strange thing to feel like maybe I'm finally ready for the responsibility of being an adult. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of like having children, yeah. But I am also very nervous about totally like screwing up a child for life. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, it's here's here's what good news. I do think you know having experienced um, you know playtime with my nieces and nephew, children are very rubbery. Yeah. Bone wise, uh, when you drop them, they seem to bounce more than break, <laughs> and that's really good. <laughs> well, that's that's helpful because yeah, so, otherwise, oh man, yeah. that's just. It's I don't know it it just makes me very nervous um as might surprise you um you know it, especially when they're so young right when they're when they're when they're like newborns and, and that sort of thing and you have to kind of like hold them and you don't want to like snap their neck and you don't want to like push on the soft spot on the back of their head or you like disfigure them in some way to yeah. where they have like this giant hole in there and you're like well now my kid's got a big hole in there well and that's a lifetime thing that it's yeah. my fault yep absolutely and every time I touch the head I'll go. Oh, look at that. I put that there. <laughs> Got a little dent? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's daddy's dent. That's, that's for a, me. <laughs> that. You're welcome. Yeah, it's just... Your hair's never going to sit right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like hats. 
Uh, I know it's a lot of pressure. Um, but I also feel like it must be doable. There are so many people who yeah. have children, many of them younger than me. Many of them, I think, maybe even worse at doing stuff than I am. Yeah. I think I could pull this off. Oh, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think it's going to be misery. I have um, no idea what it takes. Oh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be able to do it. I mean, here's here's how I always sort of look at it, though, too, as I think about this. Um, I, you know, my parents did it. And with, sure. you know, fewer resources, um, Financially and and I assume knowledge at that time. I mean, you know, I wasn't obviously which is the eighties, but still, I mean, all the things <laughs> People have, were much dumber in the eighties, <laughs> oh, as we definitely. All know. <laughs> but I mean, things have come a long way, and you people know more now about uh, kids and dealing with them and raising yeah, them. They had Doctor Spock back then. Well, that's fair. That's I a really point. knew his stuff. Yeah, but I just feel like if they could do it, on now that, we have Logan Paul. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Never heard of him. You're not a very good millennial today. No, I'm just saying, if my parents could manage it, and I'm not knocking my parents, they did a great job. I'm just saying, like, you know. Did they? I think so. We're going to take a survey after the show. I'll tell a story later about uh, about something my dad did oh. <laughs> that changed my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Electrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's a good point. I think that, you know, my parents, uh, I think, also had fewer resources than yeah. I have now. Uh, and they did it three times over, right yeah. in a row. Yeah. That's insanity. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy Just, people. I I mean, again, life over times three. Yeah, I mean, now it's not really their fault. Like they had a they had a daughter, and they thought, nope, not yet. They had another daughter, they thought, mm, not quite. <laughs> they had me, and they're like, okay, thank God, done. So uh, I see where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they did a great job, I think, raising all three of us. Uh, even though looking back on it, there were plenty of times when they maybe uh, you know fell down in the job a little bit. Sure. Like when they let me roll around in that box in the garage and I slammed my head on the floor and got a concussion. <laughs> that wasn't a very good parent thing to let happen. No, well, I mean sometimes you just gotta you just gotta let go, my friend, and just see <laughs> what go, happens. Let go, let God. And let something. <laughs> let go to the emergency room. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we could probably do okay. You know, I, I just think that there's so many benefits of having a kid, you know, like tax wise, tax wise, <laughs> you get a great tax benefit yeah. there. You can do what my parents did and have children specifically for the purpose of cutting the grass every summer. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the number one reason they had. That's kids. right. You get a built in workforce. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a that. very good point. Because I don't like cleaning the house. No. If I have an army of kids, I never have to clean the house again. Well, and especially the great thing I think is, is when they're younger, you can kind of like trick them into doing it because they oh, think yeah. that it's fun. Like, oh, right? it's a game. Right. It's a job jar. Pick a little job out of here. Oh, you get to dust. You're so yeah. lucky. Yeah. Look at this. And then you can show them and it's like a big fun thing and blah, blah, blah. Then they get older, you just force them to do it because that's what you can do. Because you're a parent and yeah. you say, you're under my roof and you do the, really, the yeah. thing where you get angry yeah. with your teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do it. Uh, and also, kids are easy because you reward them with candy. Candy is super cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know how much it costs to hire a house cleaner? Uh, like and, and hundreds of dollars of a week. <laughs> right. You know how much it costs to buy a bag of butterscotch discs? <laughs> a buck. Butterscotch discs. Six huh? months. You think your kid's going to like butterscotch discs? That's all they're going to get. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you can afford. You got kids. See, I already got this parenting thing down. I'm really good at it. Uh, Oh, shoot. Uh, but there are, like we said, plenty of reasons why raising children, I think, would be just horrifying. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mm. If you screw up, and who knows what screwing up even means, right? Like, you could just be, you know, uh, I mean, I'm talking about not just, like, physical things, but, like, 
mental and emotional things. You can oh, be like yeah. joking around and maybe your child doesn't understand sarcasm yet. Yeah. <laughs> and you I mean, scar them for life. Right. How many students have you made cry with your sarcasm oh, alone <laughs> and just think? Literally dozens. <laughs> yeah. And to think of like if they were in their formative years still, I don't know if I'm prepared for that. There right. are going to be so many therapy bills. And oh, that yeah. does worry me a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, create this life and then be like, huh. Whoops, botched that. <laughs> and you got to take two. You got to take two, man. You got to take two. Yeah. And then probably three and four and five. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is what also right. what happened with your with your, yeah, with your parents. It could be. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. I also think sometimes I think, you know, it would be good to have like good rational children like that you could teach to be smart and rational and good people. Sure. To kind of balance out some of the awfulness that's out there in the world. Yeah. But then I think, what if that backfires yeah. and they become awful? Yeah. And then it's like I just gave birth to these children for the dark side. Yeah. You know? Like oh. I was a vessel for the Sith Lord to have these children. Yeah. Or a real problem. Or just like family ties, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like family ties the show? Yeah. Alex P. Keaton? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're... you're, Another one-star review. (laughs) I get your subtext. I was trying to say it without saying it, you know? Yeah. You know a little wink there? Uh Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Another one-star review. Yeah, one-star reviews. They don't don't like that when you call out the Republicans. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, my family's full of them. (laughs) Boy, are they. Yep. (laughs) Saw it on the internet. Oh, my God. Do you think I might have a Republican baby? I mean, that's the the risk you take of sort of like telling them how you believe and all that kind of stuff and then that's it true because look what happened switch. to me yeah you went the opposite direction <laughs> i said no thank you sir and madam oh man uh, really rolling the dice you know mm-hmm. what i'm gonna love them anyway I'm gonna but, try real hard but a little probably a little less a little less than i would yeah, if they were yeah, yeah, yeah definitely okay. oh sure yeah. uh well so what i think we've really summed up with this episode is that uh we have no idea <laughs> how to do this whole thing called raising children but we do have an expert on the line. Oh, thank God for that, huh? Oh, seriously. And what an expert he is. So uh, we're going to talk to Travis McElroy, who does have a child of his own. And uh, I think uh, this is the reason I'm really excited to talk to Travis about this, because he's about our age. Okay. Right? We're uh, the same age there. He also seems to me like the kind of person who raise, would raise a child the way that I would raise a child, which is, you know, a lot of sarcasm and humor and kind of mucking around. Yeah. But also, you know, very concerned about actually doing a good job raising that child sure yeah so i want to know how he does it because if he can do it (laughs) maybe i can just do what he does yeah and i think that that's gonna it's gonna set set me up for great success or at least not complete abject failure well i hope you're taking notes during this interview because i'm sure he's just going to be just filled with amazing information as it comes as it relates to Raising children. God, I hope so, because uh, I tell you what, he may be literally <laughs> my only hope. <laughs> All right, we are going to have that interview with Travis McElroy when we come back right after this. Adult Harder is brought to you by Oats Overnight. Oats Overnight, Ryan. You know, if I have kids, I'm going to feed them oats overnight. I don't know if you're supposed to. I'm not sure, but I got to tell you. I bet they're going to like it a lot. You know what? Mm. Baby food? Yeah. Pretty gross looking. Mm-hmm. Oats overnight? Delicious. Real good. So good. So good. Packed full of superfoods and protein. Your baby's going to be so friggin' strong. <laughs> strongest friggin' baby in the world. <laughs> Again, not not saying that you should do that because I don't know that's true, but I would tell you, if you need some energy throughout the day when you're running around with a bunch of kids oh, and they're yeah. making you crazy, uh-huh. oats overnight. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Free flavors that are all really great. And also now if you use code ADULT25, mm. you get 25% off every order. And I did some math today, Ryan. Uh oh! Yo, oh, <laughs> so excited for this! Yeah, if you get the twelve pack, 
the votes overnight with the 25% discount. You yeah. do the math, it comes out to per oat overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Not like per individual <laughs> oat, but you know, per serving. Yeah. It is like almost 50 cents cheaper than if you were going to Starbucks to get the little oatmeal thing. Nice. And that's like a little tiny, baby, stupid, hot, rubbery oatmeal thing. Yeah. This is a delicious, big old, wonderful, protein-packed, so much protein, strong baby, <laughs> oats overnight. <laughs> and it's so much cheaper. So go to oatsovernight.com, enter code ADULT25 to get your 25% discount. You're going to get some free shipping, too. It's going to be great. You can breakfast like a freaking baby, a baby adult, like a freaking baby that's an adult. And Adult Harder is fueled by Lagunitas. If you have a baby, (laughs) (laughs) you're probably going to need to drink uh, because, man, that's going to be a lot of work. And at the end of the day, after you've been dealing with baby nonsense, I think throw back a couple Lagunitas and enjoy the rest of your night. Or... Hey, Uh-oh. your baby not falling asleep? Your baby just screaming all the nope, time? Nope, 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 Need your nope. baby to you know what? You know what? I, you know what? I take it back. You know what? Maybe, maybe you're not ready. Maybe. Oh, I'm never gonna be a parent. <laughs> all right, now we are joined by a very special guest, uh, the co-host of just so many podcasts, uh, <laughs> including my brother, my brother and me, The Adventure Zone, Schmanners, and about 30,000 more. Uh, Travis McElroy, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, now, you, Travis, are indeed a father. That is correct, right? I am indeed a father. You have a, that is and true. And your dog's name is BB. Is my is my is all my internet stalking going well so far? <laughs> so far, so good. Okay. You are nailing it. I am a father. I am the father of BB. BB is my child. Yes. Perfect. So this is great. So Ryan and I are so far in the weeds here with this topic <laughs> because we have decided, um, and also it's just glaringly obvious to pretty much everyone that we are not ready to be parents yet. Um, nor would we probably be very good at parenting. Well, <laughs> I can tell you right off the bat, you're operating under a couple misconceptions. Ooh. Okay. Tell me more um, about that. Well, the number one being, so when I found out that my wife, Teresa, was pregnant, um, my kind of first, I'm a person who likes to prepare for things, over-prepare, some might say. I like... No, you know, let me let me go ahead and correct myself. I like the idea <laughs> of being prepared for things. Um, and so I bought some books, some parenting books, and they were the least helpful thing <laughs> I've ever encountered in my entire life. Because it it is it is very much like um okay think of it here's a good uh, comparison it's like if you read a manual about building a car from scratch and they didn't describe any of the parts they just used the proper name <laughs> of every part of like the engine okay without any pictures or anything like that so you're like okay cool somewhere in here this is probably helpful but i have no context for what i am reading and instead of assembling a car you are assembling a life and that seems <laughs> pretty important and i i think one of the things that i hear from people a lot and that i felt too was that like i was not i i didn't know how to be ready to have a child so one the really nice thing about the human gestation period is that you have nine months uh, between there is no possibility of a baby to baby. And even then, 
when baby does appear, you then have another, say, like six months before it moves to the next level of difficulty. Because for that first six months, that baby, you can pretty much put them down somewhere and they stay there. Well, that's handy. <laughs> yeah, and that's really nice, yeah. all things considered. It's not that hard when you're like, I, I can look away, look back, and the baby's right where I left them. Sure. So, I mean, here's kind of where I get weirded out, right? Now, now Clayton, I think, is probably better along uh, in terms of readiness to, to be a parent you've also I'm had real grown up well i wouldn't go that far but you've had like you have nieces and nephews and things right i mean you've got you've had salamanders and right. like hamsters and stuff Definitely. but like so you get this you get this 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 child and it looks weird to me like it looks kind of like an alien right and it's got like all these weird things that go along with it right so it's got like this like soft spot <laughs> you have to really walk out to no oh god yeah. right it's got like the soft spot that you have to watch out for and you gotta like support its neck because it can't do that on its own you, you uh, actually don't let me oh, also thank correct god. That. oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that's a thing that um our our pediatrician like corrected us on real quick of like hey that's a really old school thing of support this neck support the neck but the neck mm. needs to get stronger and so like if you're constantly like not letting your baby hold its own head up it's not going to be developing the muscles it needs to hold its own head up huh. And so, like, that's the thing people are, like, super nervous about that you do not have to worry about nearly as much as people think they do. Just let that head flop see, around. That, see, you know what? Now I'm easy. feeling better. I feel like I could probably be a parent because you just, you just, you uh, know, I like to, I like to be well, hands off whenever possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, there's another huge misconception here that you also need that I think I, I'm trying. Hey, world. I'm not trying to Travis uh, explains everything. Travis explains it all to everyone. But... One of my big things since becoming a parent, I, I have a lot of friends who are now parents, and like one of the big things that you did not mention, but is the reason I think people hear all these horror stories about being a parent is that mm. is the most interesting part to talk about. It's not really interesting to say like, and then my baby just kind of hung out <laughs> and she was totally chill and it was a fine day. No, it's exciting to talk about first steps or how your baby screened for eight hours. So, like, that's interesting. But that's, like, 10% of the time for me. And I'm, like I said, I have a very, I'm very lucky my baby is very chill. <laughs> but the other thing, you said the thing about, like, looks weird. Well, keep in mind, right now, I joked to my wife the other day that maybe one of the reasons I love BB so much is she looks like my two favorite people, my wife and myself. And so, like, that's the thing is, like, my baby reminds me of me and my wife so very much and has since day one. I have to constantly kind of check in and think, is my baby really as cute as I think she is? Or do I just think that because she's my baby? Hmm. That must be a biology thing, right? Because I, you know, you always hear parents say, oh, she looks like me or he looks like, you know, her father. And I almost never see that. No. In any baby I look at. Especially, like I hold the baby up and I say, nope, this looks nothing like you. Yeah, especially when they're so young, right? I feel like at some point they start to sort of look more human and they move around and they get more hair and their features yeah, start to... Right. But I mean, if you can see it early on, that's... Travis, did your book say anything about that being a biological thing? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I got about 20 pages into all three books I bought and threw them right out the window. Um, but no, I, I will say that I have 
powerful features. And so my baby looks a lot like me and my wife, uh, both. But I will also say at this point now, my baby is getting on to 16 months. So she is a tiny human being at this point. Yeah. And that was another really fun thing that came because when your baby is a baby, like, you know, under six months, yeah, your baby is a very weird kind of mobile sack of flesh at that point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who doesn't have a personality or like wants her to, and you will, you will uh, kind of project a lot of personality on your baby, but a lot of it's just like them reacting naturally to stuff. But every so often she would do something so human. Like one point, I think when she was about five months old, she yawned and stretched her arms, you know, in that kind of one arm bent and one arm straight way. Where I was like, you just like stretch like a human being. That's how a human <laughs> being stretches. How do you know how to do that? And like that kind of stuff is mind blowing. But now like she's up, she's walking around. She'll, she's not talking yet, but she's like vocalizing a lot. So she'll have like a quote unquote conversation with you and like react to you asking her questions. And it's just so human and wonderful and amazing. Like it's pretty damn fulfilling. Well, I want to ask you some questions about um, kind of where you see things going in the future. Um, and uh, flying cars. <gasps> <gasps> Finally. Genius. We've been promised it for so long. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you spend, it's at least seems like so much time, you know, with your family and you guys seem like a very close family uh, by all accounts. Do you, so that brings me two questions. One, uh, how much of your parenting technique, you know, that you already do and that you do in the future, how much do you think like comes from your parents? Oh, and how much time. do you think you will actively not do because you're like, oh, that was how I was raised. Not doing that. Oh, a, a ton. I feel like that's a really good question because from what I have gleaned from my own now life as a parent and talking to other parents, it feels like you it always falls into two categories. It's either uh, people who are trying to be like their parents or trying to parent in spite of their parents. Um, and my parents are both great. Um, so I'm trying to do as much like them as possible. But while still adapting to the fact that it is now 34 years later than when I was born. So like I can't parent exactly the same way because now it's 2018 instead of 18 or 1883. I'm a vampire instead of 1983. <laughs> and so like, you know, I will say that I am uh, in the same model as my parents, but while still trying to adapt to the times, but it's one of those things to, to keep bringing it back to this idea of being ready to be a parent. I, I am of the opinion and I should say here when it comes to parenting, I don't think there is a right way or a wrong way. And the things that I do or things that I say work for me, it's not like me saying, this is what everyone should do. This is just what I found that works for me. And uh, I don't know that there is, well, I take that back. I think there is definitely, in my opinion, some wrong ways to parent, <laughs> um, without going too into those, but you know, the idea of like, this is what works for me, but I don't think that there is a point at which I will ever feel like, and I've done it. Hmm. 
Um, I parented. I one parented. Um, <laughs> I, you know, one of my friends, very early on, uh, I was talking with uh, Patrick Rothfuss, who's a friend of mine, and he said, hey, Patrick is like a huge baby nerd. He just loves babies and parenting stuff. And he was like, you know, you just really have to let go of the idea that you're going to get 100% on this because you're just not. And if you hold yourself up to that standard, then you will not only fail, but you will also probably end up failing your kid because you are trying so hard for perfection that you are not going to allow room for error for either of you. And and, and so that's kind of my thinking now is like, I, I'm not gonna do it perfect. And my kid's not <laughs> gonna be a perfect kid. And that is okay. And so like, I think the idea of um, being ready for a parent is not a, is not a checklist so much as it's just like, hey, do you want to be a parent? Because if you want to be, you are ready to be a parent. All the other knowledge, everything else, you learn on the job. You will figure it out as you go. Day to day, there will be things, even things that you're like, I've got this figured out. That the next day you're like, okay, need to change that. That's not working anymore. And so it really comes down to, do you want to or not? Which is the other reason on the other side of this, anybody who's like, I don't want to be a parent, that person is not going to have a baby and then change their mind and want to be a baby. So that's one of those things where people are like, hey, oh, you feel that way now, but get, if someone doesn't want to be a parent, that is the biggest criteria for whether or not someone should be a parent. And so I think if someone wants to be a parent, it's very easy to scare yourself out of it by thinking, I'm not ready, it's not time, there's so much other stuff I need to worry about. And believe you me, this is coming from a very anxious place where the whole nine months uh, when Teresa was pregnant, I spent that whole nine months basically in a, a constant uh, panic loop, anxiety loop of like, I'm, uh, what are we gonna do? I'm not ready, what's happening? Is everything okay? Is the baby gonna be okay? Um, and, and I still feel that way from time to time, but you know what? It's, it's one of those things where being a parent, all it takes to be a parent is to have a kid, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, that's, it's way easier than getting your driver's license and people do that all the time. So, so, all right. So you said, you said you, you can't always get it a hundred percent, right? So my you, not, no, you can't get it. It's not yeah, about that's always. What I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm wondering if there is a story you can share at a time where perhaps you did not get it 100%. And I can I'll give you an example from my life. Uh, uh, my father tells me, reminds me of this now and then, um, and he says this is probably what's wrong with me, um, is uh, I think I was two or three, somewhere around there, and um, apparently he had stepped out for a second, not like out, but like out of the same room that I was in, um, and I uh, disconnected the Nintendo um, from the, for, you know, so it's plugged into the wall, but it's I disconnected it from the power cord from the actual Nintendo, and evidently I put it in my mouth, <laughs> and at that point there was some yeah, sort true. of a mild electric shock mm -hmm. that took place, uh, so I'm told, because apparently I just started screaming everywhere. Um, and he references this now and then as, you know, here's a time where I clearly was not completely prepared to be yeah. a parent, but I did not expect something like this was going to happen. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and then he says, this is probably why you are doing what you are. You. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, I'm wondering if you have any stories like that. I dropped a fidget spinner on my baby's face. 
Um, we were traveling and doing a live show. I can't remember what for my brother. My brother, man, can't remember where we were. I had this finish, fidget spinner with me and baby was on the bed and I was sitting on the bed and I like spun it on one finger and it went flying off my finger. I landed square on her forehead. <laughs> and it was just a thing. My brothers were there. So there was no like pretending that that did not happen. I dropped a fidget spinner on my baby's head. Um, just a few days ago, I uh, closed the refrigerator door on my baby's head. You know, it's she, she's walking around now. She's taller than I thought she was. <laughs> I misjudged the height difference, <laughs> and I closed it a little bit on her head, and not hard. I didn't like slam it; just like lightly bonked her head, and she looked at me. This is the thing that happens to with babies because they're just figuring out about like pain and betrayal, <laughs> and so she looked at me, and she like kind of contemplated me for a second then made the decision to cry <laughs> um she she really wanted me to know what i had done um and she was inconsolable for a couple seconds and then it was fine but like in general the thing is is one of the th things about being a parent and this sounds terrible but i guarantee anybody with a kid is going to agree with this on some level you get kind of immunized to your baby's <laughs> crying because you kind of get used to what is a real cry based off of like, this is a, a, a there is a problem. There is a need here versus, well, you can't always get what you want, kid. And like last night, my baby pulled my glasses off my face and grabbed both of the earpieces mm. and attempted to like <laughs> bend my glasses in half, like the wrong way. And I, I took them from her hands and I said, no. And she just started screaming and, and like cry, crying, like, how dare you take this super fun toy away from me, father, <laughs> of course. and trying to make me feel bad to give the glasses <laughs> back to her. And I just sat there staring at her like, uh-huh, I'm not going to give you my glasses. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you would ask me, you know, I see it now with a lot of parents where like. Or, or with a lot of people who don't have kids, where my baby will start screaming or crying, and they'll be like, oh, what's she need? What's she need? I was like, she doesn't need anything. She's a baby, and she's mad. It's fine. <laughs> which, she's completely okay. Which type of crying was it that signified, hey, you just closed a refrigerator door in my head? <laughs> that, no, that was for real crying. That was... Not only does this hurt, but my father, whom I trust, has right. done this to me. Um, but then the cat came in the room and everything was fine. So, <laughs> um, so speaking of you know you not performing, you you know parents not performing at one hundred percent. Obviously, on the flip side of that, I think there's probably sometimes a concern that children will not perform at one hundred percent. Do you look at things like the Tide Pod Challenge and just think, <laughs> oh God? <laughs> What, well, how do I even how do I even begin <laughs> to make sure that my this human being does not do things like eat a tide pod? You know, here's the thing. I look at it like this. One, kids are gonna do stupid stuff. It's it's all about um mitigating how stupid. You know what I mean? And so like I'm the idea of I'm going to stop when my kid or or potentially in the future kids are teenagers. Am I do I really do I have the hubris to think that I'm going to be able to stop them from doing anything stupid? No, of course not. They're teenagers. They will do stupid things. 
it's all about what level of stupid. Is this like stupid, like, well, you won't do that again, huh? Or is this going to harm them seriously in some way? So, like, I think that that, one of the things that I'm going to actively try to work hard against as a parent is forgetting what it was like. I was just telling uh, what it was like as a teenager. I'm really bad at not finishing my sentences. (laughs) I was just telling Teresa yesterday, we were driving around and we were talking about what we were like in high school. And the thing is, is like, I remember myself in high school. um, And one of the things about me was like, I really wanted attention which doesn't shouldn't surprise anyone um but i i wanted it in a way of like i mistook like making people laugh by doing something stupid with Mm -hmm. people thinking i had a good sense of humor and so like i can remember that feeling of i like making people laugh and i don't trust myself to do it just by being funny so now i have to do something kind of embarrassing too and so like remembering how that feelings i don't want to distance myself from being that person because it would be easy for me now sitting here to say well i would never do eat a tide pod so i trust that my kid won't either but that's because i'm 34 now when i was 17 who who the f knows you know i might have And so I would hope not, but like I was dumb and stupid in high school. So I think being able to talk to my kid in, in terms of what, what do you need? What outlet, what's the thing that's going to, you know, fulfill your need for attention or what can we do, you know, to kind of mitigate the stupid things that you do, um, I don't know. It's one of those things I try not because I don't know. My way of parenting might end up being just dead as detrimental as anyone else's. But my hope is that by having more collaborative conversations with my kid rather than just like laying down the law with my kid, that will help. Because already I really like hanging out with my kid. And she's only 15 months and can't really talk yet. So my hope is that she just keeps getting cooler and cooler and we continue to enjoy hanging out with each other. At which point we can talk about it. Well, we'll do a retrospective episode in 18 years and uh, see how you did. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, is there a, can, are you able to pinpoint like the most surprising way that your like day-to-day life has changed since becoming a father? Um. Yeah, I mean, the number one is that I don't have as much existential dread as I used to. I don't know if that's what you mean, but, like, it used to be, like, a super ever-present, like, back-of-my-mind thing. And then once my baby was born, uh, I stopped worrying about that as much and started worrying more about her. Um, I will say that I, I, in the last 15 months, am the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. Um because my life has such purpose now and like when my baby goes down for a nap i miss her um and like when we put her down for bed i miss her um and like i really look forward to try and that's the thing i'm not saying all of these things because it's just so perfect we never get stressed out and never have any worries about it because absolutely you know there's some nights we put her down for bed and she screams for two hours or that she won't nap or that she has meltdown tantrum fits but even during that 
I know what I'm doing with my life. And I, you know, I have all these wonderful things that I get to be a part of. And I love doing, you know, podcasting and I love doing live shows and I love all of the stuff I get to do in my life. But I don't know that I've ever enjoyed anything as much as I enjoy being a parent. Um, and, and every day seeing BB do something new or figure something out, like it's so weird, the extreme amount of joy I feel at the littlest thing, like when she sets something down on top of a table and she's just so excited that she has set something down and it has stayed where she put it and she just like laughs her face off. And like, it makes me so happy because I know in her mind, she just put something together. She just thought like, I can put this down here and that's where it goes. And that makes her so happy, you know, and little things like that um, really help me stay present and in the moment um, in a way that I used to have to struggle to do of trying to find, you know, like, well, how do I feel right now? What am I thinking about right now? How do I feel about this moment? And now it's so much easier to figure out because I just experience it through her. Did you expect to feel that way about those things? I mean, like three years ago, did you ever think that you might be saying that about your child? I know actually feeling them is different no matter what, but did you think that you would be at a point in your life where, you know, those that the small things like that would just give you such joy? I didn't even know what the small things were a couple years ago. Like I would have said like, oh yeah, I'm going to be so, cause that's the thing I was, I've wanted to be a dad for as long as like since I was 18. So like, I'm super excited to be a dad. I mean, I, I did not become a dad when I was 18 to 20, whatever, because it was not the right time for it. But like the idea of being a dad is, is always something I've looked forward to. And I would have told you, you know, two years ago, how I can't wait for first steps or first words or, you know, those little things, but those are not the little things. The little things are like when she picks up a sock and kind of lays it on her foot and looks at you and you're like, yeah, that's right. Socks go on your feet. <laughs> and it's like your child is Einstein and it just feels amazing. Like that's the little things. Those are the things that like I never like she's recently started imitating kissing by going ma because she can't do the MW sound yet. So she can't do ma. So she goes ma as she like leans her mouth into stuff. And it's like, well, that makes me the happiest <laughs> ever. And I never would have known to look forward to that before having a baby. So like the, the thing is, is like, I, it's not that I wasn't excited about being a dad. I didn't know how deep the rabbit hole goes as far as being excited about it. And like I mentioned earlier, my friend Pratik is a huge fan of babies. I'm, I am frankly, I'll be honest and this is dorky, but I'm just the biggest fan of my baby. <laughs> um, she's just the best. Um, and on, uh, yeah, that's so to answer your question, my baby's great. <laughs> well, it's definitely much better than, you know, thinking that someone else's baby is the best over your baby. You're doing it right, I think. Right. Uh, all right. We're going to let you get back to your day in just a second. Before we wrap up, the last question that I have is, if th what did, is, is there one piece of advice that you would give to people who are thinking, all right, I, you know, I, I feel it. I'm ready to start the family. It's scary, but I think we're going to do it. What is your biggest, best piece of advice? Um, oh, it's such a good question. 
the best piece of advice I would say if you're ready to have a kid is to um, to think in terms of living in the present and preparing for the future. Um, because if you live in the future and you're super worried about the future, then you miss out on a lot of stuff now. Um, and you miss out on a lot of moments. Um, you know, I was so worried during my wife's pregnancy about the future that when my baby was eventually born, which was a hugely uh, terrifying experience that culminated in uh, not basically needing an emergency C-section. And so at one fifteen, my wife went back and at one thirty, I was a dad. Mm -hmm. um, so like that was a shock to the system. Um, but I was so worried about what was coming that I was not like enjoying the roller coaster experience at all of it. And I, I still kind of now regret spending nine months so convinced that everything was going to go wrong that I didn't let myself look forward to being a dad. And so that when that moment came, when they said, you're a dad, I didn't feel excitement. I didn't feel relief. I just felt like denial, like, no, I, I, I'm not, I don't deserve, not that I wasn't ready to be a dad, but that like, I just hadn't let myself look for it. The moment didn't feel real because I hadn't let myself believe the reality of that I am going to be a dad. Um, and so if I have one big regret so far, it's that, is that I, was so worried about everything that I didn't let myself have that moment of joy when the baby came. I think that is amazing advice. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, well, with that, I think we'll uh, we'll let you go. Travis McElroy, thank you so much for joining us. Can't tell you how much we enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very much. Can I real quick plug McElroyShows.com. That's where all of my shows are, my brother's shows are. You can find like our Twitter accounts, everything. McElroyShows.com. Please do. It's I mean, literally the best podcast that exists. All right. Travis, thanks again, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, we are back, and uh, that interview, we should note, uh, went a little longer than most interviews here yes. do, I think, so we did end up trimming some of it out, uh, but the, the full interview is wonderful. Oh, yes. There's some really good stuff that well, didn't, uh, didn't make it into the episode, so what we have done is we have actually made a longer extended version of the episode with the full interview from Travis, Yeah. so if you want to check it out, uh, go to the website, adultharder.com, and you can listen to the whole thing, and it's really, really great, but man... That's good advice. I gotta this tell is you, a man who knows what he's doing. Yeah, look, here's the thing. I don't know that I want to necessarily have kids now, but I, I can say after listening to him, and, and I can I can tell um, that we are similar in a lot of ways, uh, I would feel much better about it overall, I gotta say. I do feel, yeah, I, 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 I feel like maybe I could actually do this. And I, yeah. We joke around a lot on this show, but <laughs> I honestly feel like, my, I, I would say at least 30% more confident now than I did before. Well, that's pretty good. Very helpful. All right. All right, so y'all, if you want to hear the extended version, go to adultharder.com and check it out. Uh, if you like the show, please um, think about subscribing, because we do this every week, and you could hear more next week. Yeah, and, and hey. The week after that. Hey. And the week after that. Hey. 
And the week after that. Hey. What? You should rate it too. Go oh, wherever you get great. your friggin' podcast. Go give us five stars and say, what an excellent show. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. That is it for us this week. Get out there and adult like a real adult. is produced by media empire media and our theme music is written by steven luna just so talented he is my least favorite person at the network because he's so good so talented it just makes me throw up all over myself media empire media